You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 155 of Brewers on Tap. We are with you from Miller Park on this wonderful Thursday as the crew getting set to finish up their series with the Miami Marlins and then, of course, welcome the Pittsburgh Pirates into town on the weekend before embarking on another three-city road trip. That's on the horizon, Houston, San Francisco, and San Diego. We are into June. The crew right in the thick of things in the NL Central. They are a game back of the Chicago Cubs in the NL Central. The crew currently sits at 34-28. and 28. They had a very successful road trip going 4-2 and two through Minneapolis and Pittsburgh. Been a tough start to this homestand so far, dropping the first two games to the Miami Marlins. Let's look at who's hot right now for the crew. One of those names is Mike Moustakis. He was the Brewers Player of the Month for May. 270 average in the month of May. Eight home runs and 21 driven in. He was a big part of that road trip for the crew and the success that they had. Orlando Arcia has been swinging it very well at the bottom of the Brewers order. 304 average with four home runs and 13 driven in over his last 16 games. Yasmani Grandal, 323 average, seven home runs and 16 driven in over his last 18 games. Those are some guys that have been really carrying the water for the offense over the last couple of weeks, and the Brewers are better for it. Also, Brandon Woodruff. He was the Brewers' pitcher of the month for the month of May. Woodruff making his 13th start of the season on Friday uh, against the Pirates. Uh, He's been red hot. He had a tough start against the Pirates on the last road trip. But outside of that, He's been outstanding. The crew is 10-2 in his starts. He has four quality starts on the year, and he is rounding into being one of the top young right-handed arms in the National League. Also, the National League reliever of the month for May was Josh Hader. He gave up just one run. It was the home run to Freddie Freeman in extra innings in Atlanta in May. Otherwise, Hader was downright dominant and his normal filthy self, and for that, he got the National League Reliever of the Month. The Major League Baseball draft was conducted this week. It wrapped up on Wednesday, and I had a chance to sit down with Brewers scouting director Todd Johnson to talk about the results. Let's break it down. Todd Johnson is our guest as we take a look at the Brewers 2019 draft. And first off, congratulations. I know it's always a good to get to this point of the year a lot of hard work goes to this point oh yeah definitely I mean our our scouting staff has obviously been working on this class for um, you know a year or more for most of them and then you know there's a huge effort to to bring all the information together with a lot of different parts of the front office as well Um, you know from an R&D and and a baseball systems development perspective as well and then you know the front office uh, staff like David and Matt Carl Moore Matt Klein involved as well working with Tom Flanagan to kind of work through stuff um, as this has to mesh with our player development staff as well. You get these kind of questions every year and I and I know you're expecting a lot of them one of them is 
when you have a run on college arms like he did this year, it, does that happen by chance more than anything else? It, it's not like you go into it saying, hey, we're, we're going to go heavy on college arms, right? Or, or does it work out that way sometimes? No, it's really just how it lines up in, in any given year. And, you know, obviously when you're picking where we were, um, you know, later in the draft as well, you know, you're going to kind of take it as it comes to you. Um, and, you know, we're not, we weren't seeking out college arms. We weren't seeking out left-handed pitching, although it looks that way to some extent. Uh, it just ended up working out that way for us this year. Ethan Small, your first-round pick out of Mississippi State, SEC Pitcher of the Year, just dominating numbers. A lot of swing and miss stuff, and I think everybody looks at velocity and assumes that's where swing and miss comes from, but there's a lot of other things that that factor into that, clearly. And uh, he's a guy with long arms, tons of extension, and he has just dominated at the college level. Yeah, he's been great. Um, you know, and obviously, yeah, you look at him; he's you know typically kind of in that like eighty-nine to ninety-two range. Um, but you know, they're never hitting him. You know, like straight. I think he led the country or led the SEC at least in strikeouts, if not the country. Um, certainly, you know, it's a, it's sort of a different look to the delivery. And um, you know, he's like you said, he's got the long arms, long legs, kind of comes at you all over the place, and he's got a really good changeup as well. So we're pretty excited with the with that pick. Yeah, you, you look at Freddie Peralta and the strikeouts he's able to generate with fastball in the 93, 94 range at the tops. It's, there's a lot more that goes into that than just, hey, a guy throws really hard. And Ethan Small, great makeup and, and clearly looks like from a character standpoint, too, this is a guy that's going to come in and really hit the ground running. Yeah, definitely. All the reports we have on him from you know our area scout Scott Nichols down there, our supervisor Doug Reynolds are very good on him. And then you know we obviously do our homework on these guys as far as talking to coaches and other players and that sort of thing. And and they all had great things to say about Ethan. So the other arm he took on the first night is a left-hander that's really intriguing because he's maybe a really high upside guy, but a little bit more raw. And that's Antoine Kelly, a left-hander out of a, a community community college in in Illinois that has big-time velocity and just looks like he needs to, to, to get in with somebody and kind of refine some of that other other stuff that he possesses. Yeah, he's very exciting. Um, you know, yeah, like you said, he's kind of the uh, the opposite end of the spectrum as far as fastball velocity. It touches as high as 100 for some on some scouts' guns during the year. Um, punched out 19 per 9 or something at uh, Wabash Valley uh, and – you know, kind of helped lead that team to a, I think they went 40 and seven or something like that this year. So um, he, he, yeah, he has more work to do probably to, to get to where we think he can be as far as his ceiling. Um, but he certainly has a, a very high ceiling and, you know, lots of good things that he does to get to that. Yeah, 19 to 19.1, I think strikeout per nine rate for him this past year in junior college, really phenomenal stuff. Day two, you you had quite a few college arms and bats, some more left-handed arms, but also a handful of guys that you project at least to start as catchers, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, again, that was just something that worked out the way it did with our board, Um, and we liked those guys that we took. Dillard uh, from Mississippi, you know, he's he's primarily a hitter, um, honestly, but he he's caught. He's played some left field. He's actually a pretty good left fielder as well. Um, which shows his athleticism, which, you know, not he's kind of a stronger build guy, so you wouldn't necessarily see a ton of athleticism. For, but he shows that in left field, and I, I know there's a lot of video going around of him right now too, hitting a lot of home runs. So uh, he certainly can hit. And then Nick Kale, the, the catcher from Washington, um, is he, he's just really good at, at a, lot of, a lot of the things we're looking for. He controls the strike zone as a hitter. 
Um, showed some power there in a very difficult part to hit in for for uh, for offense, and then you know also you know we we believe receives very well also. And then Darian Miller, the high school catcher we took in the ninth round, um, very exciting, athletic kid. Um, you know more athletic than you know typically catchers get credit for probably. So we think he has a chance to develop really well, and we really like his swing also. I think that's the same high school program as Jake Gatewood, right? Or same uh, same area, right? It is it is the same school, Clovis High School. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, as you, as you get into the final day, and, and I know there's always signability and things like that that kind of come into play, how do, you, how do you balance that? If there's a kid you really like, but there's the vibe that he's going to go to school and he's got a strong commitment, how do you, how do you manage, okay, we want to take some chances here because if we can get these guys, they're, they're guys that maybe they're going to be 18th round picks, but they're really guys that we had valued as like fifth or sixth round guys. Yeah, and, and it, it just all depends, too, on how you kind of have – managed your pool money up to that point um you know the last couple years we had probably more pool money available um going into day three than we did this year so that sort of changed kind of how we managed today as well um but we did take you know three guys at the end of the end of day two that we felt like were you know types that we would have potentially targeted on day three if if we'd gotten there so um with holt david hamilton and and darren miller the catcher we were talking about so um you know it's certainly you know, was it laid out differently this year for us than it has in years past? But we were pretty excited about about the guys we got, and we took some some chances on some some high school kids that we think we'll be able to sign as well, um, and then some other ones that we'll you know have strong college commitments that we'll we'll work with and see see what happens. How fun is it for you to look back on last year's draft now and see Bryce Terang having the success that he's having? after taking him number one last year. And, of course, that went up to the deadline but, but got him signed and now seeing him do what he's doing. Is that, is that, that's gotta be, there's got to be some pride there for you when you see him come out and, and succeed like he has so far. Yeah, he's been great. Um, you know, and I, I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it just how does it fall that yeah. year? You know, I mean, we, we're not necessarily thinking he was getting inside to us at that pitch or at that pick. Um, and, you know, so you know, we felt fortunate to be able to get that to, to get him there, and then to get it, get the deal done with him, and get him out playing. And yeah, he's been he's been great. He's uh, you know, that's a testament to the kid. He's a, a super hard worker. He you know, he's done all the work in the off season that we asked him to, and and you know, he's getting stronger through the through you know our, with our strength and conditioning staff and you know so we, we were excited when he was there for us and we we're excited with how he's performed and you know obviously that's a tough league for a for a 19 year old um you know but we felt like he was up for the challenge we'll take a deep breath and get some sleep tonight <laughs> yeah that'll definitely be the case we're uh, we're gonna go uh, enjoy it and go out and you know have a nice dinner i think with the scouting staff and and some others around from the front office and then uh we'll uh We'll hopefully get a little more rest over the next few few weeks than we have been. You've all earned it, that's for sure. Thanks so much, Todd. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. And my thanks to Todd Johnson for joining me on the podcast this week. That is no small undertaking, as everybody understands, to conduct a draft and to draft 39 players for the crew. They made 30 selections on Wednesday, uh, and it, it just really is, is a big undertaking. 21 pitchers in total for the Brewers. Nine infielders, five outfielders, and four catchers. Those were the numbers uh, over the course of the 40 rounds and the 39 selections for the Brewers. Nine of those pitchers, left-handed pitchers, and 31 of the 39 selections were college selections, which was interesting. Just eight high school selections. First-round draft pick, of course, you heard 
Tom talking about Ethan Small. He is an exciting prospect, and I think his makeup also going to fit in very well with the Brewers. 6'3", 214. That velocity is, uh, you know, maybe not that upper 90s velocity, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to live in the low 90s, and it has good swing and miss stuff. The changeup the Brewers really like as well. And then Antoine Kelly was a guy that was getting some run and some speculation that perhaps he could sneak into the first round just because of the potential. He is a raw left-hander, but he has hit 100 on the radar gun. A lefty that is not yet 20 years old, a 19-year-old left-hander that can throw 100 miles an hour. Those guys don't grow on trees. That's why he's the second-round pick of the Brewers. I think the other name I'm really interested in seeing, I've seen some comparisons to Kyle Schwarber, is Thomas Dillard, the catcher-slash-outfielder from Ole Miss. Big-time power in his frame, six foot, 230 pounds. But I, I think Thomas Dillard is going to be an interesting name to follow through the Brewers' uh, minor league systems and uh, see how he uh, develops and how he kind of evolves over the course of time. I, I'm excited to see what he's going to be able to do for the Brewers. Not all these guys will end up signing, but the Brewers will hope that they can get as many of them signed as they can and get them out and onto teams as quickly as possible. Speaking of those minor league teams... In a little bit, we're going to catch up uh, with things on the farm as we check in on the farm. But first, we're going to go back to the Major League side of things. The Brewers getting some really good production right now from right-hander Matt Albers. He has stepped up for them in the bullpen. His last four outings have been scoreless outings. He's inherited 10 runners this year. Only one has scored. And Matt Albers was nice enough to join me on the last road trip to talk about his role with this club. Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here and go on again for Ryan Braun. He just hit another three-run shot out of here. Time to catch up with the crew. Brewers reliever Matt Albers. Matt, always good to have you with us. This has been a, a, a rebound season for you in, in many respects. And, and overall, you have to feel good about the way you're throwing the ball right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think uh, first force, uh, you know, health is big key. You know, I'm feeling really good so far. I came into spring training, um, you know, try to try to really work on my, um, you know, my flexibility in my shoulder, stretch out a lot more. Um, just really uh, hoping I could bounce back after outings. And it's really been paying off for me. I think uh, feeling good and, um, you know, really getting that ball sinking, which is uh, big for me. And uh, so far, so good. You had that incredible start to last season, and then the injuries started to mount on you. And when you're in the midst of a, of a playoff push and trying to win a division, sometimes you, you push yourself maybe a little bit too hard. Do you think that's what you did trying to come back so quickly last year, or have you thought about those things that much since yeah. the season ended? Uh, a little bit. You know, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I think, um, you know, just the injury just kept, kept getting worse, progressing worse, and then uh, came back and then, you know, just didn't quite find my groove. And then, like you said, you know, in the middle of playoff hunt. So, um, you know, I took it as, hey, you know, if I'm not going to pitch, it's going to, you know, help me for the next season, um, you know, kind of just be the cheerleader and, you know, root on the other guys in the bullpen. So, I took it as, uh, you know, just a way to rest my shoulder and really get ready for this season. And uh, I think it's paying off so far. So I feel I feel good so far. Hopefully I can keep it, keep it going. You're a veteran, so you've been around for a while. And so your confidence probably different than a younger pitcher. But at the same time, Craig Council wasted no time this year throwing you into some high leverage mm -hmm. situations. What does that do for your confidence? Know that the manager still believes you are 
that high leverage guy you were before the injury last year. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think it's uh, it's big. You know, I think you see how the bullpen works. There's guys throwing in all separate parts of the game. You know, some couple of the games I was warming up or pitching in the third, fourth inning, and then I'll, you know, pitch the eighth or ninth the next game. So um, it's kind of moved around, um, which, which I kind of enjoy. It kind of keeps it fun. You know, you got to be on your toes at all time. But, uh, no, I think Craig's shown some, uh, you know, confidence in me, and obviously i got to throw the ball well to keep getting the ball in those situations. But, um, you know, I think I've, uh, you know, shown what I can do and hopefully can uh, keep that going for this year. There are a lot of young guys in the pen, mm-hmm. and you're kind of the elder statesman. How have you – taking on a leadership role with some of those younger guys uh you know just talk to them a little bit about uh you know getting ready getting stretched you know yesterday you could see it kind of um you know early on you know I was like hey yeah just because he's at 40 something pitches doesn't mean he's about to get a call you know get up move around stretch and myself included um you know and there's also little things about you know how much to warm up how much to throw it's something that you know me and Carse talk about and to tell the younger guys like hey you know don't don't waste too many bullets down here some guys who uh you know, especially I remember being there, we'll just throw a little too much. Uh, you know, you warm up, hey, get ready for the fourth hitter. You throw 25, 30 pitches, and you know, the next day you're like, oh, I'm a little sore. I only threw 10 pitches in the game. It's like, well, you threw a few too many before that. So I think it's just it's a fine balance. And just, uh, you know, I try to look back on the things that, um, you know, that helped me uh, coming up and things that I might have did wrong as a younger reliever and just try to try to help those guys out, give them a little advice here or there. Um, it's something that can help them and hopefully prolong their careers. It was a really tight-knit group last year. There's some new faces, including Steve Carsey now as the bullpen coach, but it seems like that theme has carried over to this year as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think uh, that's big. we got to have each other's back. And, you know, you want I try to keep it loose down there, especially for the first few innings, you know, keep it keep it relaxed. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody can uh, have fun and just really root for each other and uh, pick up on each other and, uh, and do well. Matt, we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Checking in on the farm. Okay, as we check in on the farm, we begin with AAA San Antonio. They sit at 37 and 22 on the year, and the missions are in first place in the Pacific Coast League's American Southern Division. They have a two and a half game lead in that division. They've won nine of their last 11 games and they are currently a season high 15 games over 500. They've won seven in a row on the road. Double A Biloxi, they're 10 games over 500, 34 and 24. They're tied for first place in the Southern League's South Division and that's eight games ahead of everybody else, them and the Pensacola Blue Wahoos. They've won five of their last six games, 16 of their last 20 and they're a season high 10 games over 500. High A Carolina, they're 33 and 25. They're in third place in the Carolina League's Southern Division. They've won three straight games for their last five after dropping a season high five contest in a row from May 25th through May the 30th. Wisconsin in Class A in the Midwest League, they're sitting at 26 and 30. They've dropped three of their last four games. And of course, the Dominican Summer League has begun as well. The Brewers Dominican Summer League team is one and two. They have a co-op team with the Cleveland Indians. That team is two and one. And play is going to start beginning in all the other leagues. The rookie ball teams, the Rocky Mountain Vibes, that's a new one this year. It's going to be in Colorado Springs. It's the former Helena Brewers, if you will, in the Pioneer League. They begin their first year as a franchise, and they open up the season on June 14th. So that's coming up. And then the Arizona League Brewers. The Arizona League Brewers Blue and the Arizona Brewers Gold. 
they will begin their season on June 17. So all of those coming very, very soon. A lot of the names that you will see when you go look at the Brewers selections in the 2019 MLB draft, they'll be heading out to those teams over the course of the next couple of weeks. Should be exciting. Players of the month for the month of May. Trent Grisham was the player of the month. He went 265, two triples, three home runs, and 14 RBIs in May. He is second overall in Southern League play in slugging percentage, 495, and he's second in extra base hits with 25. He is, of course, become really a catalyst in that Biloxi Shuckers lineup. And Wisconsin Timber Rattlers left-hander Aaron Ashby, the pitcher of the month for the Brewers in May, 2-1 at the 2-3-70 RA, including 36 strikeouts in five starts. And the Southern League reliever of the month is Nate Greep. 11 scoreless appearances spanning 12 and two-thirds innings, seven saves. He's 2-1 with a 1.07 ERA on the year. Also, six Wisconsin Timber Rattlers were named All-Stars for the Midwest League's All-Star Game. That would be Aaron Ashby, who we've talked about, catcher David Fry, right-handed pitcher Logan Gillespie, right-handed pitcher Adam Hill, outfielder Jesus Lujano, and shortstop Bryce Terang. Here's what's on tap. All right, here is what is coming up for the Brewers at Miller Park this weekend. The Pirates coming to town Friday night. That's a 7-10 start, and that is a can holder giveaway. It's presented by Miller Lite. The first 10,000 fans, 21 and over, will get those Miller Lite Brewers branded can holders. Also, that's a student night. High school and college students can purchase $10 terraced reserved or $15 loge bleacher tickets. That, of course, excludes Cubs games and enjoy a special $4 menu through the first inning, courtesy of American Family Insurance. Also, on Saturday, that's the Pirates. That's a 3-10 afternoon start. Zach Davies is going to be going against Jordan Lyles in that one, and that is a theme night package as well. Stranger Things Day coming your way on Saturday afternoon. There is a Ringer t-shirt featuring Steve Harrington from the hit TV show Stranger Things with his signature baseball bat that he uses to take care of the demigorgons. See, I watch the show. I know what I'm talking about. On Sunday, June 9th, that is the final game of the Pirates series, and it is sold out. Christian Yelich bobblehead day presented by Chevrolet, and again, it is sold out. So if you are coming on Sunday, the gates are going to open two hours prior to first pitch instead of 90 minutes. So two hours prior to first pitch, gates will be open, and you're going to want to take advantage of that because you're going to want to make sure you give yourself time to get into the stadium. There's going to be a lot of people coming in. If you can avoid it, if you can avoid it, um, if you leave your backpacks at home, leave your bags at home, that's going to help you get into the ballpark faster. Um, it's not a requirement, but it certainly is going to help you in those situations if you're wanting to get into the ballpark a little bit quicker. But it uh, should be fun. And we hope everybody is able to come out and enjoy Brewers baseball this weekend against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That is going to do it for us at episode number 155 of Brewers on Tap. Until next time, I'm Link Grindle. Have a great one, everybody. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. 
Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. 